Good morning. You're listening to Saturday Morning Dads, the podcast for you. If you think way too much about children's media, today we're viewing the hit movie from the year 2000, Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, the one from 2000, not the one that just yeah, came out. Sorry. And also, it, I'm real sorry if you watched it too. If you want to watch it, you have to pay two ninety nine and uh, on Amazon. That's the only place you can get it. Worth every penny. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was worth every. I thought it was worth two ninety nine, but I, you know, um, s- disclaimer: this was not a children's movie. No, this was this is an adolescent movie. Yeah, I would say it's a like a tweeny a tweeny bopper movie. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I think it was PG thirteen. Although I don't know why they didn't really cuss. They didn't cuss. There was no. I guess there was some dragon's blood. Yeah, the dragon's blood was stupid. The whole movie was pretty stupid. Let's get let's skip to the review part, Curtis. Uh, I'll go first. I think the movie was stupid. Um, I thought the movie was stupid and terrible. Oh, terrible is a good word. I forgot to use that one. Um, I found no redeeming value in it whatsoever. Um, that's why I did not think it was worth the two ninety nine that I spent. Um, it was also not worth. The- oh, I thought. Oh, I meant the entire movie, like in its totality, was worth two dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh, gotcha. Not the. Uh, I believe the uh, the budget was a hundred million dollars. Yeah, they they could have done them for... You know what? I'll say this for the movie. I thought it had really well costume design and set dressing. I was going to say the opposite. Oh, okay. Um, But let me hear your thoughts on why... um, What what you liked about it. Can I give you a little history lesson on Dungeons & Dragons real quick? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to... Since you do play D&D, I wanted to get your take on like... If this was really a D&D movie or if it was kind of like another script that they just put the put the IP over. Okay, so I get that there were like different the different classes. There was the thief and there was the mage. They did a really poor the, job with that. There was the dwarf. They did an exceptionally poor job with that. Um, is there a mage? Is there is a Marlon a- Wayans class in D&D? It's called commoner. Um, oh, oh, these were common. They had commoners. The, yeah, co- commoner is the, there are uh, NPC classes, uh, but but you want your stars of the movies to be a PC, a player character. Well, anyway. by definition, they are not NPCs, right? Well, I guess they are by definition NPCs, all of them, because you can't really play them. But would you get what we're, yeah. what we're trying to say? You want them to be the We've stars. Lost, we already lost. Anyway, anyway. The, the, the important thing here is Dungeons and Dragons was invented by a company called TSR. Gygax. Gary Gygax. And they sucked at money. And so they got bought by Wizards of the Coast in 1997. Yes. Not to be confused uh, with the, wiz- the Wizards of Waverly Place. Not Right. <laughs> Which is not a bad show. Um, but not the same as Wizards of the Coast. Was responsible for really catapulting Selena Gomez's career. Yes, uh, Wizards, Wizards of the Coast, yeah. So, um, yeah, they got bought by Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast was just raking the money, and they, they were making so much money off of Magic the Gathering cards. Yes. But they did not ha- – they kept trying to do – tabletop role-playing games but they just couldn't get one to be successful so they just were like wow we got all this magic the gathering money let's just buy wizards of the coast 
And then they came out with Dungeons and Dragons third edition and, uh, which really updated the game because the advanced Dungeons and Dragons was really like a, a seven, late seventies, early eighties. It was for dudes who like listened to Rush when Rush was new and they had not updated that up until 97. Gotcha. And so it was a real, uh, old aesthetic. Uh, and so they came out with third edition, which kind of updated the rules of the game, uh, but also uh, the books became much more friendlier and um, kind of looked, they were kind of like those DK books. Remember those when you were a kid? Lots of illustrations and graphs yeah. and charts. Yes. And um, that had a, and the, the art style in those books perfectly represented in this movie. Like they absolutely captured a fantastical, um, Middle Ages vibe that never really existed, and it was a mismatch of, you know, different cultures and and okay. stuff. And the, the the exact color palette of those movies, uh, or of those books, and like, just perfectly done in this movie. Um, and then, um. And then Wizards of the Coast, so that was 97. And then Wizards of the Coast turned around and got bought in 2000, I think, by Hasbro. And so that was very weird because at the end of the new Dungeons & Dragons movie, it says, like, based on intellectual property of Hasbro, Inc. And in the end of this movie, it said based on intellectual property of Wizards of the Coast. I saw that. So that was... That was a weird thing to see for anyway. So that was, that was unique, but the, this movie did perfectly capture the color palettes, the aesthetic of the books I grew up with and, and loved playing with. Um, but I had not seen this movie before. I watched it once at a slumber party and fell asleep in about 15 minutes. Yeah. I can see why I can see why, uh, the, the intro, um, is, like you're looking at mist for like five minutes while yeah. while a man talks in a British accent in a very low tone. Um, I definitely had to watch this with subtitles on. Um, you watch everything with subtitles yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. I started it very late at night. Um, <laughs> and I was, I asked, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it with me. Um, so we played the trailer <laughs> and the trailer was literally just the first like five minutes of the movie. And she was like, no. And then she went to bed uh, after the mist part. Before I watched the movie, I read like the description of it on IMDb, which was just the guy who talked. <laughs> it was it was verbatim just that. Yeah. The, the, the intro uh, exposition. Yeah. So I got to say, um, I didn't know what was going on for most of this movie. I didn't know what they were after. Um, I wasn't paying super close attention. I was very sleepy. Um, but I didn't fall asleep. Um, did you have any trouble following it? Well, only in the fact that it made no sense. It made no sense that it did not matter. You know, uh, here's my, here's my grand thesis. This is what I was thinking about last night. I was like, man, so I'm going to tell Curtis everything that people complain about in the the newer Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. This movie did worse and they did it first. So what do people complain about the new Marvel movies? That there's a low stakes 
uh, kind of goal that turns out to be some wor- threat to the world. Yeah. But it's impossible to figure out what the stakes are and how those stakes actually tie to the characters. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's kind of a one thing leads to another in this movie. It's just set piece after set piece. So many set pieces. But the difference between Marvel set pieces, usually, not all the time, and the set pieces in this movie are um, the set pieces in this movie sucked really, really bad. Yes, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But there was it just relies on action. The storytelling is you just have to, like, agree with it and, like, not look too hard at it. Yeah, very uh, very one dimensional characters. Very one, yeah, very one dimensional characters. Half a dimension. The emotional scene is like there. There has to be one, and it always feels really forced. It's real cringy, as the kids say. Yeah, real mid, real mid cringe. Yeah, um, that's for but, all. That's uh, for all you young kids that listen to our podcast. That was the. That was the. The kid section. Chris, I want to point this to your attention. The special effects. Yeah, it was right in that zone of, hey, let's, uh, Phantom Menace had just come out the year before, right? 99? Yeah, so Um, I I looked this up. The nominations this year, this movie came out for best special, best visual arts or whatever they call it. The Academy Awards. Visual effects, yeah. Stuart Little, The yeah. Matrix, yes, Phantom Menace episode or Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, all pretty great special effects, I would say. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know the Phantom Menace, um, as bad as it was, the CGI was was good for the time. Yeah, you look back on it now. There's some there's some pretty bad moments, but um, I mean, this looked like it looked like they were using. Character like 3D character models from Doom. It was so bad. It was so bad. <clears throat> not just the, not just the CGI, but like the like the creature design. It looked was, real Windows ninety five. The, the creature design was terrible. In this it was movie. so like cartoony, and like the dragons looked. They looked they, they look like a video game. Their wings were all small, and I don't know. Uh, yeah, also like. Those were those were pretty mid dragons. Like those those are some like. Well, they used uh, there was like so in the uh, big battle scene. There's like tons of dragons flying. They use the same model for all the dragons. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, have you, man? I wish you had seen the new Dungeons and Dragons. I've not seen it yet, but that's why that's the the dragon. There's this big, huge, fat dragon in it. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's just a giant fat dragon that can't fly because it's too fat. Um, that is a real dragon that actually exists in Dungeons and Dragons lore. Oh, that's uh, cool. the, the, they completely misused all the monsters. There's a part where a beholder, which is the floating eye monster with tentacles. Did you notice that? Uh, he's the guy who went into the other guy. Um, is that the monster that went into the other guy? I think so. Okay. No, 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 not that. Not that. Uh, um, oh, okay. It was, it was huge. It was like, and it was just a guard when they were trying to sneak into the tent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was so mad about that because beholders are actually like the smartest creatures on, and they also don't go in the sunlight. They live in the underdark. Oh. It's just like they did not do their homework here. A, a, a beholder as a hunchman is just like absurd. A beholder is 
The big boss. The big boss. Yeah, they are. They they just looked at some. They looked at some D and D artwork books and picked out some monsters. Yeah, and the, it looked it looked hideous. It didn't look like the picture in the book. Um, and also they kept saying mages and mages aren't a thing in D and D. Maybe they were in second edition, but in third edition we had you are either a sorcerer or a wizard. Then right, mm. like there's no there's those are both mages, and like they weren't doing a very, they never really like bothered to specify the difference between a sorcerer and a wizard, and that's the kind of minutia I wanted, and and I and you know, yeah. the and, kind of minutia that makes movies good. I mean, it's, it's attention to detail. Yes, and there's a reason why there's. I mean, there's a lot of people who play Dungeons and Dragons. It's very popular. Um. So why why mess with it? Yeah, you know, if you're making a movie about Dungeons and Dragons called Dungeons and Dragons, you should stay true to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and they and I think they they did in a lot of ways with the aesthetics of it. It was just um, maybe the screenwriter wasn't familiar with third edition, which had it which had it only been out for like a year, year and a half. So I don't you know. Um, oh, I just I just read this. Um, in February 2010, the readers of Empire voted Dungeons and Dragons the 39th worst film of all time. Yeah, I'd buy that. So, also, one point I want to bring up with you before we get into the recap. Did you notice that the all the bad guys were oddly effeminate? Yes. What's up with that? Was the writer... Um, Closeted? <laughs> or just had some kind of latent... Bigotry? I don't know. Could be. Could be. It was 2000. So, yes. There was definitely um, hardcore, like, black movie stereotype. I mean, Marlon Wayne's character was the funny black black stereotype sidekick. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Who did like Armageddon and the guy who uses all the explosions in slow motion in his movies. Michael Bay? Michael Bay. He was like a Michael Bay character. Michael Bay uses like quippy black stereotype side characters all the time. Or he used to in the in the nineties and two thousands. I feel like I feel like Marvel. I mean, well, we gotta we, we don't want to paint Michael Bay in a bad light. He no. also he also made some he made the, bad boys. He made bad boys, which you know, and bad boys too. Mm-hmm. Both excellent. I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking of like certain certain of his characters, and not just him. It was like of the time. There was like you know the funny black guy who was yeah. Marlon Wayne's made a whole career out of it. Yes, because he, had, he I'm sure because his, he had and to. his family made a career yeah, out of it because that was uh, that was the normal thing in that time period. But I, I just thought it was. Um, but that was getting a little, a little, a uh, little worn out by two thousand. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And looking back on it, it's very, um, it jumps out at you now. Um, it was, uh, he was very urban. Hmm. Especially for a D and D movie, for a setting that has no <laughs> modern day urban. Even his clothes were baggy. 
The, yeah, and he was wearing what uh he was wearing, what looked like whatever hat he was wearing was backwards. It did. It did, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know that it was, but definitely yeah. had that feel. And he made the wrong decision and at every opportune moment. Mm-hmm. And he complained about everything mm-hmm. uh, as much as he could. And he screamed. Um was like scared at everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was, and then uh, he, he died. Was, he was a bad character. He was, <laughs> he was not a well-written character. Not that any of these people were well-written characters. No, they were all terribly written. Um, let's get into the film. The fe- the okay. Let's get into it. Um, so we open on mist for a long, long time. Just some swirling mist, and then um. We, a little bit of narration. And we, yeah, narration. We find out that um, there's a an empress. There are two class. There are classes of people. There's mages who are kind of like the dignitaries and upper crust, and and th- that can do magic. And then everyone else who can't do magic are known as commoners, and they are kind of like you know, trashy people, I guess. And right here, we've already gone off the rails because anybody in the Dungeons and Dragons movie or world can do magic. If if you just study and apply yourself, it's basically like just learning advanced. Well, I think that's part of what they were trying to say in this movie that like the main kid later on figures out that, Oh, I can do magic too. Cause I said the right words. Um, well, he, he he said the right words without any training or studying, so he would have been a sorcerer, not a wizard. I'm saying anybody can be a wizard. Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm just trust me, this movie is bad. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't try to defend it. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend it. Um, I'm just trying to say it was trying to do something. <laughs> it, it was did, trying. It failed miserably. Yeah. Um, so we cut from the mist to some really terrible, terrible CGI uh, buildings, mm-hmm. um, a castle. Real yeah. Windows 95. Is Real, it. like, I mean, just frame rate is horrible. Um, it's bad. There's no detail. Um, takes you right out of the movie before you're even in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we go to a dungeon where there is a mage, sorcerer, wizard. Yeah. And uh, we'll just set the scene. It's about 8 p.m. It's yeah, it's eight PM. It's not a scary time. Which is comes which is important for which will will be important. Just remember that for later. It's eight PM. Um and, and Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, who is dressed as a wizard but has a modern businessman haircut. Um yes. that bothered me the entire movie. <laughs> he's got a Wall Street haircut. He just has a wall straight out of Wall Street. Should have been wearing a three piece suit, but he's wearing these black robes. Um pretty I I don't know. I don't that really bothered me for some reason. Yeah. Like, just try. Just try to make it look some, somewhat Throw a wig on there. Um, but he's got this green stone that he's doing some magics on. Um, and he successfully does the magics on them. Um, is that a, a significant stone in, in Dungeons & Dragons? I have no idea. Um, there's there's different worlds. He gets it, and he feels like uh, this. I guess this stone is supposed to make him be able to control dragons. Yeah, he's got this dragon that uh, somehow he controlled and put into a a jail cell, a big jail cell. Yeah, I was wondering about that. How was he able to get the dragon in the jail cell without uh, being able to control it first? They really didn't think they didn't think about it. I mean. 
if you can put a dragon in jail, you can, you can make it do whatever you want. But, um, that's beside the point. He has his henchman named. I'm not going to know any of the names. I'm sorry. The henchman's name was just like a grunt. Yeah, but he was, was a, like, but he turned out to be a, a really important. He was like the main character. He was the like movie. the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, he had blue lipstick, bright blue lipstick. That was super weird looking and off-putting. And very clearly lipstick. It wasn't that he had blue lips. Yeah, it was like glittery and... Yeah, it was lipstick. He wore blue lipstick. It was almost sci-fi looking. Like, the, I don't know what they were trying to do with that. But um, that, that they released the dragon that they have in captivity. Um, and Jeremy Irons' character, who is named Profion. Is that a character from D&D? No. Made up? Okay. Um, starts to control it with his magical green stone staff. Mm-hmm. It's a scepter. It's a scepter. Yes. Um, and then, um, so he controls it for a few seconds and then the staff breaks. The dragon just like winks and then the light in the stone goes out. Oh yeah. And it goes like the green light goes into his, I don't know. Um, anyway, he lowers the, um, Lowers the big uh, cell door on the dragon's neck and it dies. And there's a lot of blood. And it's a, they cut to a CG version of that where like the floor is clearly different. The size of the door is different. Yes. The CGI is so uh, like the dragon design and the CGI is. And it's like zoom. So it's like uh, it's like you're watching early like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. There's that's a show. That's my favorite. They might be giant song. Um, and yeah, it's uh, but they they cut to the CGI scene and like the two dudes should be standing in the shop, but they're not. It's it's pretty. Atrocious. I bet they tried. I bet they tried to CGI the dudes in there, and it just yeah. looked so bad. Well, yeah. And also by like D and D standards, that's like a young dragon. It's not even like the most scary dragon. Yeah, um, but it was very. Um, but by now on the clock, it's like eight fifteen. Yeah, and he has to go to a senate meeting. Yeah, senate meeting, emergency senate meeting. It uh, wasn't an emergency one. He had this one pre-planned. Okay, yeah. There's but, another. There's an emergency senate meeting later, and they're talking about the empress. Um. Why they have an empress and a senate, I'm not sure. I just want to know how busy this guy's schedule is that he has to test out his dragon scepter one minute before going to the senate meeting. Yeah, he's not good at uh, scheduling, yeah. I don't think. Seems like he needs a, a personal assistant, maybe. Yeah. Um, like the blue lips guy. Yeah, he could totally be his personal assistant. Get that Get that dude a PDA. But... Um, so the Empress has a scepter that lets her control gold dragons. Gold dragons. Yeah. Now, gold dragons are the best dragons. Okay. Uh, all the metallic dragons are good aligned. They're not evil creatures. And they're actually very smart. And they're more intelligent than humans. They're capable about, of speaking are, all are, languages, basically. Are they more intelligent than dolphins? Oh, vastly more intelligent than dolphins. Okay. Um, dolphins probably have an intelligence score of like six or seven and gold dragons are like 22 to 25. Okay. I think, I think dolphins are dum-dums. That's my hot take. Yeah. Really anything below like a 10 is pretty dum-dum. Um, like below, below eight and something's like, you know, really wrong. I'm probably a five. Don't say that Curtis. 
10 to 11 is average. So, you know, I'd give you a 10 or 11. Uh, nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the Empress, played by Thora Birch, who would later uh, make other things. <laughs> she was in American Beauty, right? I have no idea. Academy. I think she was like, yeah, she was in, she was in fashion for a while, uh, but not at this time. She was a little kid and she was a bad actress um, in this movie. She was sub, she was way worse at acting than the little kids in PBS shows. Well, those kids are great. Yeah. Um, her she name is, is Savina. Savina. And she wants to give e- uh, is it equal rights to commoners. Yeah, Savine, that's, that's why they're having the Senate meeting. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You were going to say something about Savina. Oh, it just sounds delicious. Like if I was at an yeah. Italian restaurant. A Savina. Yeah. It's like, it's like some kind of fish pasta. Give me your Savina cacciatore. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Okay. It's like cheese and salmon. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anyway, she wants to do this horrible thing, give equal rights to commoners who can't even do magic. And it appears that there are way more commoners. In my estimation, there are 200, 220 sorcerers and wizards. Yeah, but they can do magic. And I guess the commoners are scared of them. But um, the Senate is made up of all mages, right? Yes. There's no commoners on the Senate. They have no rights. Uh, So there's the Senate meeting. That Jeremy Irons' character, Profion, um, is leading. And he says, basically, we got to stop the Empress. She's going to ruin everything. She's going to give equal rights to these commoners. Um, and he comes up with a plan to do something about it. And that thing is... He's going to get the staff... The, that can control all dragons? It's not or called maybe a staff. Just, it's, it's called a, a rod. A, yes. Rod. Which it's staffs called, and rods are different. In, it's called the legendary rod of Savril. Okay, so... It's not Savril rods. It's only one rod. It's the rod of Savril. Okay, so he's going to get this thing. Yeah. Of course he is. He's, gonna, he's not going to do it himself, though. He's going to send his blue-lipped guy. And um, it can control red dragons? It can control red dragons. It can't control gold dragons. Only red dragons. And he'll make the red dragons fight the gold dragons? I don't know what his plan is, really. Or he... Yeah. I don't know what his master plan is. This is where I started getting real confused about... uh, Because there's different leading there's this really like lesser no stones that you have to get to unlock things that let you uh get to other things so he uh, he has to like piece it together but he doesn't know all this yet right he just says go get the rod go find it but he doesn't have any idea where it is does he Sean, mm-hmm. what does I'm he have, does he I'm have looking it? up the gold dragon stat line? Oh, so we're uh, at this point we cut to um oh the uh, I forgot to mention that the whenever he killed the dragon with the with the uh, the jail door it bled all over the place and then when the blood touched the water of the lake the water burst into flames. 
But the ground didn't burst into flames. Is, is there like some kind of mixture of I have no vol- idea vol- volatile mixture of water and dragon blood? Um, I could be wrong, but I do not. I've been um, playing more grounded games of D and D, more yeah. based on human drama. It's been a long time since I've encountered a dragon. Uh, I do not know why that would happen. Um, and also, I'm just looked it up. Yeah, and gold dragons are uh, have damage reduction against fire, so the red dragons wouldn't even be that good at fighting gold dragons. You can so only, Profion is just this is a dumb plan from the beginning. Yeah, you can only bypass a gold dragon's damage reduction with magic sources of damage, and I do not believe a dragon's breath weapon counts as magic source of damage. So Profion did not do his homework. He didn't read the books. He thinks that red dragons will be a match for gold dragons. He's, he is, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, but at this point, we cut to, uh, this group of commoners looking at the, the burning water. Um, they're all scared. Uh, but there's these two, uh, what are described as teenage thieves. Teenage um, thieves in their mid twenties. Marlon Wayans is like thirty five, right? Um, yeah, he's been in movies forever. Uh, and this other guy says in the movie he's twenty three. He, he says he's twenty three. Um, I don't believe him. I don't think that. I don't think that lady believed him either. Because uh, it was it was somewhat unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but this is a fantasy. Well, movie. you know, it, life was harder. It was back those, then. Back then, in those fantasy days that never existed. So he and his buddy, Marlon Wayans, whose name is Snails, and his buddy, Ridley, uh, who has a just a totally modern, undercut skater haircut. Uh, I thought his haircut was appropriate. Okay. Okay. It didn't take me out of the movie as much as Wall Street, uh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Uh, but it was, a, it was definitely a... A year 2000 haircut. They weren't like, let's think about what the hairstyles would have been like in this time. They're like, what kind of hair do you have currently? Let's go with that. It was the evolution of the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like you have the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yes. It was the, the center part, you know, down to your eyes, uh, kind of gets in your eyes every once in a while. So you have to brush it back. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, these two thieves decide, Hey, while everybody's occupied with this fire, we're going to go to the, uh, the school of magic. No, the Sumdal magic school. And they're going to rob it. Hooray. Um, they're going <laughs> to rob it. And, and then they show the school, they show an establishing shot of the school. And it's basically Hogwarts. If Hogwarts was as tall, as the Wiz Khalifa. Um, wait, is that the name of that building? <laughs> the, Bur- the Burj Dubai? The Burj Dubai. <laughs> it is definitely not the Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa. It's the cool, Burj though. Khalifa, I think. The Burj Khalifa. Um, something. But it's the Burj Dubai, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, but then they climb up the side yeah. of it with a rope, I guess? Yeah, I don't know how they got the rope up. I don't know. That wasn't, uh, wasn't thoroughly. I mean, even in, Shown. okay, so you know how they got all these rods of dragon controlling? Yeah. The most useful rod in all of Dungeons and Dragons is the rod of ropes. Mm. It basically is a grappling hook. But even that's only 50 feet. 
Yeah, you got to have quite an arm to yeah. throw your grappling hook that high. Yeah. But anyway, they climb up the this, they scale this sheer cliff of a building. They get into the mage school, the magic school. Um, inside, they make a ton of noise. They're the worst thieves in the world. Um, they're playing with all this stuff. Um, and then this young mage girl named Marina. I did, oh, hold on. We skipped the part where the old guy was worried. Well, yeah, but he never, he, that's the only part he's in the movie. I'm going to say the part. Okay. So after Jeremy <laughs> Irons, after Jeremy Irons was all fascist and stuff, one old kindly wizard was like, oh, we got to protect the princess. There are these fascists. She's an empress. The empress. Sean. We got to protect the empress. And we've got to get the empress, this dragon rod that will let her control red dragons. And I've got a map, but I just can't figure out how to do the magic spell on it. Oh, yeah. And they were trying to find the map. They found it. He couldn't yeah. activate and, it. Yeah, he's got he's got an assistant, a young yeah. a young woman who's about teenage age, but also played by a 30-year-old. Yeah. So she has she has the map. Um, but she yeah. she catches these two thieves. Um and then but then uh the blue lipped guy comes in. Yeah. Kills the kindly old man. Kills him dead. Kills him dead. Um it's the only time the blue lipped guy is effective at his job, basically. Yes, he's terrible at it at his job. Um it's because he ha- does not possess the ability to run. No, his armor is too big. <laughs> yes, this guy is thwarted and all of his, like, he's so close to capturing the good guys all throughout the movie, but just lets them get away because he doesn't want to. Yeah, it's not like, like they're. He, he tries hard. They're not outsmarting him or like super athletically the, outrunning him or anything like that. They, they just, just like run. walk. They just run away. And he looks and while he stares menacingly. Um, Just like. Bust out a sprint, bro. Anyway, that's exactly what happens here. The three of them get away with the map. Yes. Um, Blue Lip Guy gets in a lot of trouble. Well, hold on. There's a little bit. We she the wizard girl. Uh, I forget her name. Marina. Marina, because I forget all the names. I'm just gonna call her Hermione. Um, she casts a portal. Um. Which, depending on what version of D&D, is either impossible or, like, uh, the highest level thing you can do. Uh, so, definitely not some... So, anyway, that was stupid. Okay. Um, and then she go, they go through this portal into an alley. And the bad guy goes through the portal, too. So, it wasn't all, even all that effective. And then in this alley, they meet a dwarf. Yes. There, who is apparently homeless and living in a pile of filth in front of a sewer vent. Yeah, not a great, not a great location that he, uh, even if you're homeless, you don't have to live by a sewer vent. Yes. And the dwarf tries to fight the blue lip guy. And then they all decide to jump in the sewer vent. And the bad guy just stands there. He's like, damn. Yeah, they got away. Um, you can also go in the sewer vent. They're ten yards away from you. <coughs> yeah, he's not. Um, he says, "I want to set up a, a patrol at every sewer entrance." He's not a self starter. <laughs> uh, I will say that the only person uh, that's worse at their job than he is is this dwarf. 
This dwarf gets his butt kicked the entire movie. Now, let me ask you this question. What is the dwarf's name? Nobody knows. They never once say oh, his name in this whole movie. I'll tell you his name, though. Um, from IMDb? From uh, they, Wikipedia says his name is Elwood. Elwood? <laughs> I, I'm sure they never say that. No. They no, never he has, say, he has nothing to do in the movie. There's never a scene where he's like, Hi, I'm Elwood. Nice to meet you. I will help you on your quest. He's, no, he's just with them from that point on. Yes. Um, they never little. talk to him. He's just there. Yeah. There's not a scene where they like talk to him at all, right? And his and and um his character design was I didn't it's like it. Weird. It was weird. It's unsettling. Yeah, his and, his and beard is like red, red. And we're only and it was so fake. It was like glued on. Uh and we're only one year away from getting Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean think about that. We're only one year away from Gimli. How much dwarf technology advances in just one year? Well, I think that um you know Peter Jackson's better at his job than this director. Yeah. Um you think about all the care that went into and detail that went into Lord of the Rings. None of that was uh thought Lord, about of, here. Lord of the Rings had already been shooting for two years by the time yes. this movie came out. Yeah. If they had just taken like Stuff from the cutting room floor of Lord of the Rings and spliced together a Dungeons and Dragons movie, it would have been better than this. Yeah. Man, Lord of the Rings Return of the King is going to be in theaters two weeks. You want to go? Yeah, I do. I do want to go. Um, Let's see. So just one week. So, um, so they escape. The patrols don't work. Um. They go to, uh, I guess, uh, like a pub. What do you call them? A tavern. A tavern. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a pub. <laughs> uh, an inn or a tavern. Um, and they're looking at this map. And uh, the the white kid thief named Riley, Rid- Ridley, says some words. Says, reads the magic words or knows the magic words. Yeah, his dad used to say them on his routes, whatever... Like routes those were i don't paper, know paper route um so he just says some words and he gets sucked into the into the map into the map um and then the young mage girl also says the words and gets sucked into the map yes <laughs> exposition to come later um we don't know what's happening in the map but uh, we see we see them walking around. We see them walking around in a, in a map. Walker Texas Ranger level uh, exactly, special effect. That's what, that's, <laughs> yes, um, it was some real USA rerun stuff. I mean, there was stuff on Sci-Fi that looked better than this movie. Yeah, the whole of Star Trek. I mean, I think Battlestar Galactica was out at this time. It looked awesome. Yeah, uh, just TV. I mean, I don't know. This movie was bad. I can't state that enough. If, We've if watched I, two real stinkers in a row, and I'm not happy about it. If, if <laughs> that's the point of the podcast, it's not the point of the podcast. Uh, if, if if we looked up this director, I forget her name. If we looked her up, and she had directed episodes of The Next Generation that nobody liked, I would not be surprised. Uh, if we truly looked it up 
we would find out that the director that she is actually a man. Oh, what's what's his name? Uh, his name is Courtney. Courtney oh. Solomon. We'll see where I got confused there. He, right? he directed three things. Um, this, three things. This being the best of them. Yeah. Well, what were the other ones? Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You need to vamp for a minute. Oh, okay. So, uh, while the two protagonists, while Hermione and Ridley are in the map, a uh, blue lip guy comes in to the tavern and uh, the dwarf and snail sneak out the back. Um, is this where they meet the hot elf? Or she later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marlon Wayne's character hits on her at the yeah. That's right. Marlon Wayne's hitting on her at the tavern at the club. Um, at the club, we find oh, we find out um, that the blue lip guy goes back to Jeremy Irons and is like, "I made a mistake. It won't happen again." And I'm like, "Dude, you just needed to jump into a sewer. It wasn't like you, you're right. You did make a mistake." And uh, Jeremy Irons is like, it won't happen again because I'm going to put some kind of ear umbilical cords inside your brain that will keep track of you and kill you if you don't do this. Yeah. Um, some kind of deadly earworm thing. That's it seemed like football. really powerful magic. And it also seemed like if Jeremy Irons could do that, he could go find these kids and kill them real easy himself. Yeah. But his schedule's so busy. He does have a lot of Senate meetings. Yeah. Man, um, there was a lot of like fantasy Senate uh plot devices in movies at this time. It's still not as egregious as the, the Galactic Senate. It's the Galactic Senate. Um boring concept of all time. <laughs> what do kids love? Politics. Politics. You know what kids love watching more of Star Wars movies? C-SPAN. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, did you hear all of that stuff about the judge? Anyway. We uh, should do that. We should create a 24-hour looping YouTube channel that is C-SPAN, but in the Galactic Senate, where they're just talking. They're just, like, going through mundane, everyday hearings. If we do that, I'm going to have to figure out what base means. Base? Yeah, kids say base now. My daughter basic. said base the other day. Basic, right? No, I don't think so. Uh, is it good or bad? I think it means like it's true, like it's based in reality. See, I'm not sure. That's what I'm going to have to figure out. Basically. Is it short for basically? I don't I don't know. Base. I know. It bases. I know Riz is short for charisma. I, I figured that one out with the internet. Uh, my daughter's getting to the age where she starts using these words. Mm, what a time to be alive. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Jared, yeah, the dude's got a weird. It looks like umbilical cords. I it's can't like say that ear, word. It's like an ear monster umbilical cord, but it's in his head. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it didn't kill him getting in there, but it looked like it hurt really bad. Yeah, it did. Uh, it there was some like really painful looking CGI going on with with like the lumps under his throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So after um after they get away, oh they they meet the hot elf. Lady yes. who works for the Empress and is yes. trying to find them and, and and the map. And Jeremy Irons tells Blue Lip Guy to just follow her because she's actually good at his her job. Yeah. Real uh that was a dig at yeah. Blue Lip Guy. And she is a tracker and she looks like she wants to be Halle Berry. Yeah, she uh she's a, a very pretty lady. Yes. 
Um, but she has the Halle Berry haircut. She has the, Halle, the short Halle Berry haircut, which I assume is also an elf haircut. I always think of elves as having long hair. Oh. Maybe it's uh, pixies and fairies that I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a pixie cut. she got a pixie cut. She also has a armor breastplate that has nipples on it. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very large breastplate. And yeah, the breasts on her breastplate are pornographic. That's probably why the movie is rated PG-13. It did not need to be. No. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary, but hilarious. Yes. Um, um, yeah. yeah, so she tracks him down. Marlon Wayne's is hitting on her. Blue Love Guy comes in. The dwarf is like, oh, no, the Blue Love Guy's here. The dwarf has so much chicken scraps in his beard. It's, it's disgusting. And then he's like, all right, we got to get out of here. And then they go into the woods. And um, they say someone says something. Somehow Marlon Wayne's character knows the wor- the right words to say to get them out of the map. Yes. To get um, Ridley and the Marina out of the map. And at this point, um, so they, they come- still don't know the dwarf's name. They know how to use the magic map. But they don't know. The They've never name. bothered to ask. They uh, somehow I get the feeling that they think the dwarf is beneath the commoners. Um, in just like a passive way. They're not mean to him. They just don't acknowledge his he existence. He did live on the street in full armor. He's just happy to be there. He is missing one of the horns off his Viking helmet. Um. Okay. Let's see what happens after that. So they come out of the map. And they just go on this long uh, exposition journey where they are talking about what happened in the map and what they discovered there. Um, while I was watching that, I was like, uh, this feels like they ran out of budget and just had to like put some stuff in here to move the story along. Feels like the, the, that could be the review of the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of money and they just tried to move the story along. Uh Yes. Although, yeah. Um, so I guess they found out that they have to visit this thieves, uh, guild. Yeah. They had to go to a thieves guild. The red, the stone that makes the red dragon rod work is in a thieves guild the next town over. Yeah. So they go there. These low level teenage thieves somehow know, um, the leader of the thieves guild who seems to be fairly important among thieves. I don't think they knew him. Okay. Though well, maybe they just know of him. He's there's some, there's, yeah, they friendly. just know of him. They're like, Hey, we're thieves too. He's the boss. And he's like, the okay, field. cool. He's like, uh, yeah, I've got that stone. It's in the middle of this maze that is inexplicably in my lair. Oh, he made it sound like every thieves guild has a maze. <laughs> is the impression I like, got. Not just, not like a, I mean, it's like this giant labyrinth maze with, like, who put it there? Man, see, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie has a giant labyrinth maze, and they do such a perfect job. Well, I love giant labyrinth mazes, but why is it in this Thieves Guild? Somebody... For spinning on. Somebody built it, but somebody put... This guy, the leader of the Thieves Guild, really wants this stone. It's in the middle of this labyrinth that... He or somebody obviously he owns it, but apparently he can't just turn the traps off and go and get it. But he didn't build this maze. Who built it? Who built it and who put that stone there? Who commissioned it? 
Who but, who who failed to like, put did an he, off switch? Did he find this giant maze with all these contraptions, um, and then build the thieves guild there because he wanted the he wanted to figure out how to get it? I didn't understand. Um, I didn't understand. It, what was it makes happening. no sense that this guy owned a maze, and the prize for finishing the maze was this ruby, and he himself had no way. To just go and collect the ruby. So he had to tell other people they could have the ruby. Yeah, and they and bet he on... he would steal it from them. They bet on how long people will last before they get killed in the maze. Yeah. Um, but also, Ridley... Those traps didn't look that hard. Ridley gets through it pretty easy. Yeah. He um, made quick work of that. Pretty easy. And he's not, not super athletic, not super smart. Again. He was super athletic. Did you not see him jumping off those... Pendulums? That was a stuntman. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you're talking about the actor, not the, <laughs> the character. But that was also like the only time he was athletic in the whole movie. Was that one move? Yeah. Um. Anyway, he gets through the maze. He, oh, and the part where he climbed a rope up fifty thousand stories of the Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, but also Marlon Wayans' character also did that. And Marlon Snails. Snails. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Oh, I can't they, wait till we get the part where Snails dies. Yeah, it was great. Um, high drama. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> All right, so he gets through the maze. He gets the, what is this stone called? The Eye of the Dragon. And the Eye of the Dragon is used to unlock the square picture of a red dragon. Um, Let's see. Wait, the the red dragon eye is used to unlock something that they have to go and get the that's where yeah rod right get the rod yeah okay so it's kind of a it's a key um but blue lip guy finds them there also he's real good at tracking apparently well I guess the he's following the elf at this point right so he gets he gets there fails again miserably they get away. I don't remember how there was. This was one of those set pieces that I my brain switched off. Well, the thief guild boss is like signals silently to his people to attack the blue lip guy's people, and then a brawl happens. Yeah. And then the it was a and then that song started playing. Ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. Yeah, that doesn't happen, does it? No, that didn't happen. Okay. My my sound was pretty low, so <laughs> <laughs> I will say that the score was not horrible. It was not used well in the movie, but it was like the actual music was pretty good. The score was something I noticed as well. Yeah, it was it was noticeable. It was noticeably better than the rest of the production. Yeah. Um I thought that there were there were like dramatic swells where like you're like wow oh, wow this music is way better than these actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um All right, I'm so I'm trying to I'm trying to remember so some tomb the, they have to enter the tomb to get the rod. They got the dragon eye in order to unlock the tomb. So they um they go in the tomb. Ridley goes first, and then the way is blocked for the rest of the group. Yes, they can't. They can't. Even the super useful dwarf, who has done nothing in this movie but get his butt kicked, can't go with him. Wait, isn't this also the part where they didn't they have to like 
sneak through a camp of the blue guys guards to get to it. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, we skipped the part where yeah, where snails gets killed. Yeah. So they have to go through and they, this they is just get, a, they didn't know they, so the the eye was the key to the 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 magical lockbox where the rod is, but yeah. they didn't know where that was. They had to get the map from the blue lip guy, so they had to sneak into his camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he had a cool um like queen size hammock. Yeah. So side quest. This was a side quest or a, a sub quest, I guess. Um, it was unnecessary. It was totally unnecessary. It was one of those other parts where you like, they needed to fill <laughs> the producers wanted this to be 20 minutes longer. So they had to create this part. Um, anyway, they get in the map. Snails valiantly tries to fight the blue lipped guy. And um, the blue lip guy just beats the snot out of him. He beats the crap out of him. Um, and then. Uh, it kills him. And also the blue lip guy, I don't know if this is an extra insult or not. The blue lip guy beats the snot out of him unarmed. And the blue lip guy is clearly not playing a monk. And if you're not playing a monk, unarmed strikes are very inefficient. So just like he was really. John, this is not a game. This is real life. Well, I'm, I'm just saying this might, this actually adds to the scene and that it's kind of like the the great kung fu master fighting with one hand behind his back, mm. or or like the I'm not left handed. Yes, yes. Yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It was just the, like uh, like this guy's thing is he is good at using swords, and he didn't even use a sword. Yeah, he's like I, I can yeah I can beat you without my sword because you. Or just he, just, he just slaps him around until he dies. He slaps him around while well, he stabs him. He ends up stabbing him. Oh, the, yeah, that too. Um, and throwing him over the side of the castle. It was pretty grisly, actually. Um, but I will say when his buddy Ridley um, dramatically yells out, No! It was pretty funny. Yeah. It uh, drops to his knees. Uh, try, I mean, all these actors are trying real hard. No, well, not all the time, but they not just, all the time, but they, they each get their moment where like, this is my scene. And the girl has one of these later where they are acting so hard. Do we skip the scene where the girl gets sexually assaulted just casually? That was in the thieves guild, right? Yeah, that was in the thieves guild. That was, that was, I was like, Oh, they don't not bad guys. Don't even do that in 2023. No, they know they can't yeah. legally. They can't, yeah. um, but they are, yeah, they're real bad dudes. But the, the, the thief skill guy was real effeminate too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of a theme in this movie. Yeah. Um, all right. So they get through there. Um, Marlon Wayans is dead. Um, they're about to find the place where he's the tomb, but they, um, Ridley and Marina have this real um, dramatic conversation, I guess, where they end up making out at the end. Yeah, uh, that's that. And she's like, "They're not all mages well, are whole, bad." You, you skip the whole part of it. They they, they go to R- Ridley goes and um, gets stabbed by the blue lipped guy. Yeah. And and then and then the Holly Berry wannabe takes him to the elf place. Oh, I, t- I did totally forget about and, that part. And some elf guy, he was a druid, uh heals him um 
with what appears to be a lay on hand spell, which druids don't get. Um, and uh, then he's healed, and then they have their conversation. Okay. I and, did forget about the tree elf druid guy. And and the, the dwarf makes comments about elves and how they're good for nothing. And it's just like, okay, this is some real real Gimli wannabe. Before Gimli, though. Well, I mean, not before pillow. Gimli, but um, yeah, there was uh, there was obviously they were trying to do something with like, uh, you know, trying to talk about like the class system and like haves and have nots and how and equality. And yeah, they just they never they never brought it home. <laughs> I'll no. say. Uh, they never got there. And then um, it was all real. Then they have their serious conversation about uh, Hermione is like, uh, no, the Empress is good. She wants you, you stupid little commoners to be, yeah, cool too. She was like, I used to think that I was better than you, but these past, I've now I know that you can do magic, so you're you're good. Yeah. Um, and she is like this actress is she's trying to win some awards in this scene. Like she is yeah, going. This, this is her time to shine. She's going hard. Um, she's spouting absolute nonsense. And it is bad but with such conviction. <laughs> the dialogue, like her, and her acting she has is to not say so many stupid it, words. Her acting is not bad. It's just that the dialogue is. It's hard to be serious. La- when you're it's talking laughable. about an empress. It's laughable. Like I mean, I won't say it. it's not worse than the dialogue in Phantom Menace. Natalie Port- That's a really low bar. <laughs> Natalie Portman is like a great actress. And she looks so bad talk like speaking some some people like I think that um Ewan McGregor is good at like talking that way. Mm. Some some actors can't do it though. Some actors can't take like really dumb sounding things like Star Trekky type jargon. Yeah. And they can't make it believable. Some Not everyone can. is blessed as Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. What a gift. What a no. gift. He did it again as Mag- as a uh, Professor X. There's a character with a lot of exposition with made up words. Yeah. Profes- Professor X had to say so much BS. Yeah. Um, what what was his what was his cerebro? He cerebro. Had be, he had to talk about cerebro with the straight face. But he did it with <laughs> conviction. Um you can just tell some actors anyway, some actors they, as they are saying these words, they're in their head, they're just like, This is so but then they made out. Then they made out. Like and they like showed it for for like I don't know, what was that forty five, maybe a full sixty seconds? Yeah, it's too long. And it wasn't like a passionate kiss. It was like some some making out. Yeah, some good old fashioned necking. It was like some high school stuff. It yeah, was, like one of them. One of them came out there out of there with a hickey. Yeah, it was, it was, I was like, okay, wow, the, um, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's like, what you honestly, do after you watch your friend die. You want to make out. If I live the rest of my life to the fullest, I still don't know if I'll ever make out with anybody like that. Ever again. That's passionate. just not how grown-ups do it. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> grown-ups don't care that much about making out. Um, Especially for that long. They are... Yeah. I bet they were at it for like hours. Yeah. I could I could really try and I would never achieve that. Um, 
Yeah, and then they get to the cave that everybody can't go in. They get to the cave, and um, they ride horses there. And the dwarf doesn't like to ride horses. Yeah, they get to the cave. Only he can go in. Okay, only Ridley can go in because I don't because he's the white male. Because the movie, <laughs> um, he's the white male protagonist. Um, all the minorities and females have to stay outside. Yeah. Um, so he goes through. There's. I forget what happens in the cave. I just it's remember basically the cave of wonders. I just remember, yeah, he's Aladdin or slash Indiana Jones. They have the same exact shot where he like takes the thing off the pedestal. Yeah, uh, the, and, but then you expect something to happen, but nothing happens. He just like, well, he can't take anything except for the rod, I guess, because he does. He starts to loot and like grab a handful. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, snail. And then Aladdin's like, Apu, no, yeah. touch nothing. Yeah. But the lamp, the rod, I mean. So um, he gets, he gets on the magic carpet. He has to fly out of the lion's mouth. Wait, hold on. Okay. We'll he, do that movie one day. He walks out. He walks out of the. That movie came out like 93 and has better CGI. <laughs> it actually does. Actually does have pretty good CGI. That Cave of Wonder is pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he has the rod now. Awesome. Awesome. And then um Man, it was so late. It was so late at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so um I I fell asleep. Okay. All right. So this this part of the this I, I part of the movie's a little fuzzy for both of us. <laughs> I don't know how they get I don't know how the battle started. I don't know how the <laughs> I think if I recall correctly, um, Jeremy Irons had called an emergency meeting. Man, this guy loves meetings. He had called an emergency meeting and there was a scene where he's, um, him and the princess are like arguing Empress. on the Senate floor. And, uh, he's saying, we got to take away this, the, the, the staff from the Empress. We, we have to vote because, you know, uh, she's too powerful and she's going to be a dictator if we don't take away her staff of gold dragon mind control. And, um, they, uh, they vote, they do agree with him and they vote to take it away. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And she goes and summons a bunch of gold dragons. Like a true dictator. We, basically. But she was a, on the right side of history. She was a good dictator. She was. Uh, it's not like the Senate was. Those aren't like elected officials. No. They're, they're just powerful. powerful they're powerful mages. Wizards. Uh, so, um, yeah, she comes back with the dragons, I guess. Um, Jeremy Irons somehow without the rod gets a bunch of red dragons there. I don't, I don't remember how he got all the red. Because there was dragons all over the place. Well, fighting this, dragon fighting dragons. So I remember seeing the gold dragons come into the city, and I remember thinking, "This looks like some uh, explosive." Uh, I remember thinking, "This is this the CGI looks so terrible. It's clearly the same dragon model, copy and pasted." Yes, these gold dragons don't even look like the gold dragons in the books. I was just so upset. Um, and also, like, a gold dragon, in my mind, it's like there's one in the whole world. Okay. 
Like, they're the most special creature alive. There should, well, like, she has an army of them. She's got, like, this th- an army of them at her beck and call. So, gold dragons in this movie are, like, um, the metal. What's the metal in uh, Marvel Universe? <laughs> unobtainium? Uh, uh, not unobtainium. That's in, uh, that's in the... That's the uh, vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah. Unob- I always get those two confused. Unobtainium is in... It's all just a stand-in for Mithril. Yes. Uh, vibranium. Yeah. Where there's just way too much of it in the world. Yeah. It's just I th- like- the, the value of vibranium has got to be going down as people are discovering that there's like a ton of it. Like mermaid men have all of it. <laughs> yeah. And... The, uh, I, I saw Wakanda has like a ton of it. I saw a stand-up comedian last weekend, and he was talking about Wakanda forever. He he was an African American, and he was talking about how that movie. Um, he was so excited about it, but then it was so disapp- disappointing. It's like, what you guys fighting the water Puerto Ricans? We can't even <laughs> fight white people. I don't want to fight another minority. <laughs> they're like his. They're this guy's superpower that he can swim. You think no, he can also fly though. Yeah, yeah. But um But his point was that it was racist that that black people can't swim. Was, yeah, that, that was, was another movie. I didn't get through that whole movie, but there was a lot of uh Senate hearings and stuff in that movie too. Oh man, so much so that movie was so it's much like, exposition in that movie. Man, uh, yeah, I, I went I, to uh, it for a little girl's birthday. Oh, I, I saw it. Is it like three hours long? I saw it at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday with my daughter and a bunch of people I didn't know in a private screening for a seven-year-old girl's birthday party. Oh. Also, everybody else there was family. We were the only friends oh, that I've, showed up. I've been to, I've been to some like that. <laughs> and they were all wearing shirts that said, you know, like Kayla's seventh birthday, <laughs> Wakanda forever, and had like arms on them doing this thing. Oh, wow. And... uh just me and my daughter were just like, can we come to CC's afterwards too? Or like, uh, <laughs> family only. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been to, I've been to a birthday party where we were the only friend and it was, it was all family. We were also the only, uh, her friend, immediate family and us were the only English speakers there. Oh, really? Yeah. Which was fine. I mean, we had a great time. Now, I, now there's a party I go to. I guess I didn't go last year, but I went for like seven straight annual years to this kid Diego's birthday party. He was like a, a friend of my wife's. And uh, yeah, I was the only like English speaker there. And uh, yeah. And well, Ashley speaks English, but uh, nobody there was speaking English. And but. They had a taco man cart. Yes. So worth it. I look forward to this party. Taco man cart. There's a guy there cooking carnitas for you as you wait. And that, that real thin red meat. Oh, mm-hmm. So good. And then they had flan. Nice. That's or no, so- not flan. Tres leches. Oh. Tres leches cake that like grandma made. Yes. Come oh on. my gosh. Three milks. Three milks cake. Anyway, so the girl summoned the gold dragons and I was just like, couldn't keep my eyes open. And I fell asleep. And then I guess a giant dragon war happened. I was hoping you saw that. There was a giant dragon war where there were multiple CGI dragons flying around. Um, Jeremy Irons, I, I don't know how the dra- how the red dragons got there or why they were on his side. Because he didn't have the scepter rod yet. Um, but the kid shows up. He's got the rod.
Uh, we missed something in there because there was a, at one point the blue lip guy showed up and had the rod. So maybe that's how he summoned the dragons. I don't, I, why did, I don't remember. Oh, the blue lip guy did get the red dragon rod somehow because I remember him giving it to Jeremy Irons and Jeremy Irons taking the umbilical cord out of his face. Yes. Um, but the kid had some, a, a sword? He had a magical sword? I don't remember. Yeah, the elves had given him a magic sword. Maybe that's what he showed up with. Uh, did I guess, did the blue lip guy take it away, Take the rod away from him after he came out of the tomb? I'm guessing that's what happened. We're going to say that's what happened. <laughs> I, I cannot stress for those listening at home how bad this movie was. It was uh, the fact that I made it an hour. Yeah. Like it was an hour and 40, and I made it an hour and 20 without falling asleep. It's unwatchable. Amazing. amazing. If we didn't do this podcast, I, I would have turned it off after the first scene. I have to take some prescription medicine that makes me very tired. So, like... We're not making excuses, but these I, are our excuses. I'm in the middle of making excuses. Um, this movie was... It was bad. You guys should feel sorry for us. We took a bullet for you guys. Uh, but then the princess wins. <laughs> well, the Empress. Um, uh, Ridley shows up with his magic sword, fights the blue-lipped guy, kills him. Kills him. Kills him. And then he gets the rod. And he gets this goofiest like look on his face that's supposed to be like him being power hungry. Um, but it looks like he's having a seizure or something. And he realizes this is too powerful for me. I can't. He's, he's like about to kill Jeremy Irons character. Um, so he throws this. He realizes it's too powerful. He throws the rod down, hits it with his magic sword and it explodes. So, um, but then, um, the Empress is there. She's riding on a dragon, by the way. And then she, uh, she basically makes, uh, she controls one of her dragons, uh, to kill, uh, Jeremy Irons. Old Ironsides. Old Jeremy Irons. And then I woke back up. Gordon Gecko. I woke back up and, uh, Ridley is wearing a sweet new leather outfit. Oh, yeah. Looking like a total Chad. Yep. Um, and he's, he's about to be knighted. His knighting ceremony is about to happen. It's going to be knighted soon. He's there with his whole crew, but they're at a graveyard. That graveyard. Him and Hermione and um, the dwarf. They're at Snail's grave. And Snail... Hero of the Empire, the Empress knows this, still doesn't buy him a headstone. Yeah, no, his <laughs> name is loosely carved into a rock. By another rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a stack of rocks. That's yeah. where that, that there lies. It was like the top of the mountain in Moana, but sad. Yeah, and then um, uh, Ridley gets all choked up and is like, oh, imagine me, savior of the empire. (laughs) 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 That's crazy. Sorry you had to die for my glory, buddy. I'll miss you. So then he puts puts the eye of the dragon stone, the red stone, on his pile of rocks. Like he was just going to leave it there. Like he was just going to leave it there. Just be like, like nobody was going to touch that. He's like, we made it, buddy. We did it. 
Um, Here's your big score at last. That's some, literally what he says. Yeah. I remember that line verbatim. Some magics happen. Uh, Snail's name falls off of the like the rock. Uncarved. It, it becomes uncarved, but also falls off. I do. I did. That didn't make sense to me. Um, and then it, the dust goes inside the gemstone, and it starts glowing. And then the elf, and then Hermione or the elf or somebody the is elf. like, "Don't the elf is like, don't question it." Yeah, don't question. Movie's over. Don't question your gift. <laughs> they all turn to dust and fly off. I guess they're gonna go. I guess Marlon Wayans is like in another realm after he got stabbed and thrown <laughs> off of a building and buried. Don't don't question <laughs> it. Is that the game? Don't question <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah. Did you know there are two sequels to this movie? Yeah, you know, while looking this one up, I saw that there was Dungeons and Dragons three came out in two thousand and like twelve or something. Unbelievable! Who would fund that? Who would watch this movie and be like, "I gotta see what happens next"? Well, the people at Hasbro, I guess, are they funded? By I mean, a they toy would company? have. They would have to. So here are the numbers on this movie. Cost. Uh, there was a forty-five million dollar budget, not a hundred. I, I misspoke. Estimated? Uh, no, that's what this says. Forty-five million dollar budget. Um, wow! It opened at number five in the country. Um, opening weekend made seven point two million dollars, which is terrible for a forty-five million dollar budget. Only grossed fifteen million in the wow. U.S. and then grossed eighteen and a half million worldwide. For a total worldwide total of thirty three point eight million dollars, so they lost fifteen million dollars on it. That's a not. That's that's a very large sum of money. Yeah. Um, critical reception. Critics uh, said the movie had a cheap look and was badly directed. <laughs> <laughs> it did have a cheap look and was badly directed. I guess. Yeah, that was that was right. Uh, that was the right. Uh, that was the right call. I don't always agree with critics, but definitely agree with that. That was uh, that was a tough watch. I hated every minute of it, except for when Halle Berry was on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and, and then I was, was like, I felt like a little bit creepy, like having to look at her breastplate. I, it was. I enjoyed when she was on screen. Because one, her face was very beautiful, and two, her costume was so ridiculously hilarious. It was, it was so weird. silly. It looked like it was drawn by me when I was thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It le- it legit had nipples on it. <laughs> Prominent, <laughs> huge. Uh, yeah, huge. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Um, so this movie was bad. Um, did you enjoy it more or less than Ernest Goes to Africa? I enjoyed it more than Ernest Goes to Africa by like an order of magnitude. Really? Okay. They're they're about equal, equally unwatchable for me. Um, I enjoyed this much. Oh no, Ernest. Um, uh, Ernest. I had to fight myself not to look away. Like it was just hard to like. I needed to like get those eye clamps from um, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, from Clockwork Orange to force myself to consume. Ernest goes to Africa. This movie, I just had to like keep myself from falling asleep. I, 
And I started the movie at like 7.30. It wasn't even that late. Um, it was just bad. So, so who do you want to see? What's the plot to the sequel? Well, I don't know what the plot to the sequel is. There's an actual sequel. Um, and apparently the blue lip guy is like the main character in that one. Uh, the blue lip guy was almost sympathetic. Up until he killed Snells, you know, like, he was, yeah, you kind of felt bad for him because he was like under was, the control of this wizard, but he was just a bad guy. And he was also not a, he was not good at being a bad guy either. Yeah. Uh, so I, he, I thought they were actually going to do a thing where he was going to turn and help the good guys because he I had thought let, so too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he let them got to get away so much. Uh, yeah, you thought that had Unlike to be on purpose. Unlike when the part when the umbilical cords came out of his ears and were like sucking memories out of Hermione's ears. Right up until that happened, I thought he was about to be like, Hermione, I'll help you. Um, Let's see. Um, yeah, he died in this movie. I don't know how he's the star of the sequel. Maybe it's a prequel. Yeah, maybe. Um, Who would you want on a t-shirt? Can I say Michelle Rodriguez? No, it's got to be from this movie. Oh, um, Marlon Wayans. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Jeremy Irons, businessman, wizard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but like him on the cover of Jeremy Irons, on the cover chief, of he's the CMO, the chief. Yeah, he's like officer. It's Jeremy Irons from this movie, but he's inserted into the cut, like the the poster from Wall Street. He's okay. in, he's in. It's like him instead of Gordon Gecko, and he's there with Charlie Sheen. Okay. Um. What else? What else do you want to talk about? Um. Not nothing. nothing I, I'm yeah. I'm ready to be done with this one. Yeah, this one was bad. Uh, do so the new Ninja Turtles movies coming out or the new Mario Brothers movies coming out? I've actually yeah I've got a birthday party uh, for Juniper that we're we're gonna go watch that. Do do you want to uh, cover the the John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo. Bob Hoskins yeah. joint? Yeah, I do. I do want to watch that. That is that is supposed to be one of the worst movies of all time, um, and I believe it. Bob Hoskins as an Italian plumber. I'd like to see that. Can I make a public service announcement real quick? Yeah. The new Dungeons and Dragons movie with Michelle Rodriguez is amazing. And everybody should go see it. Even if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, even if you don't like fantasy stuff, it's still really good. And yeah. What if you don't like Michelle Rodriguez? Well, that was a trick question. Nobody doesn't like Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, it has a large cast of excellent characters uh, in it, and it is fun for the whole family. I took Maddie. She left just so delighted and overjoyed. Um, And then I, we went with my Dungeons and Dragons friends. That's fun. That was fun. Um, rating. How many dragon's eyes do you give this? Out of um, ten. Zero. Yeah, I'm gonna go with zero also. Zero. Just real real terrible. Real bad. There was no part there was no parts of this movie where I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. 
nothing, nothing happened that I, there was a glimmer of enjoyment or, um, interest. Bad. Well, the movie was bad. <laughs> that's my, that's my, I, I still, just, I still just want to defend. I think they got the look and the costume and the set dressing right. Um, for the, well, not all, not the set dressing, some of the set dressing, like the, the tavern scene, um, the, but the, the costuming looks like I'll show you. I believe books. you. Like they, I believe you. They nailed it. But that art style plays a lot better and it's still image in a book. Yeah. It looks cheap. Yeah. Uh, Garish. Yeah. All right. Um, let's leave it. Let's leave it there. Let's leave Dungeons and Dragons 2000 behind us. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves 2023. Fantastic. Get out there. Go see it. I'm going to. I am going to. Curtis, famous catchphrase? Saturday morning dads is part of this complete breakfast. Bump, 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 bump